0: Today on Locked on Rockies, solid starting pitching, good appearances out of the bullpen and clutch hitting, the Rockies get back to the fundamentals and shut out the Phillies. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For today, the twenty-first day of April in the year twenty twenty-three, I am your host of the Locked On Rockies Podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, you are in the right spot. That's what we do around here: is talk about the Colorado Rockies each and every single day. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We are on all your favorite platforms. Come hang out with us and join us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel as well and be part of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today on the Locked On Rockies podcast, we are breaking down yesterday's game, and I want to talk Ryan Feltner a little bit, and I want to talk about the most exciting Rocky at the moment – Maybe it not, might not pan out throughout the year, but we're going to talk about who I uh, think is the most exciting Rockies player on the roster right now at this point in the season. We'll get to that here all on the show today. Let's break down a win. Boy, does that feel good to say. Not only just a win, uh, the the Rockies in control of a road game. I mean... When you're looking for optimism, when you're looking for signs to be, you know, enthused by and and excited by, you look at a game like yesterday and you're encouraged by the fact that the Rockies are able to win a game in which they really had, uh, you know, they they were in control of it, but weren't necessarily dominating. This is still a team that struck out uh, 15 times last night. Uh, and uh, that with 11 of them coming from the starter there in uh, Strom, uh, the Rockies were able to benefit from, from an early big hit. But sometimes that's really all you need, and that's what the Rockies showed. Sometimes it isn't going to be flashy. It isn't going to be doing so much all at once. You just need to do the fundamentals and play things cleanly, and that's what the Rockies did yesterday. A clean game of baseball for the Rockies. No errors. Five runs on seven hits. That means you're driving in runners in scoring position when you have opportunities to score. That means you're taking care of business in the field, and that means your pitching staff and the entirety of your pitching staff from starter through closer played the complete fundamental game of baseball something the Colorado Rockies have not been doing lately the Phillies are a little bit of a mess sure but it's good to go into a team that definitely has offensive potential and shut them out especially in their home stadium that's a nice win for the Rockies it's certainly not enough to make you feel abundantly overconfident in the team and wash away all of the bad stuff that we've seen and know that this team is still capable of but it's a reminder that this team does have pieces that can be successful, does have interesting pieces that can contribute to this team, and has players that potentially might be showing a little bit more of, of what they're capable of. Hopefully, this is the norm for Ryan Feltner. It's not going to be a shutout every time, but Hopefully, when the Rockies turn to the fifth arm in their rotation, and if Feltner can continue to do this, he's going to be able to keep his spot in the rotation as the Rockies have to figure out what they're going to do with some of the pieces. Out of the back three, Feltner is the one that is the most deserving to stay in the starting role, in my opinion. He's young. He still has time to learn. You want to turn to him, whereas we can kind of know what to expect with Jose Ureña and Austin Gomber, and both of them might have more success in short-inning stints instead of Ryan Feltner. My biggest concern and hiccups right now with Ryan Feltner uh, outside of the fact, you know, when you look at the first two starts, a lot of runs uh, given up there. Three against Washington, five against Seattle, but bounces back here now in his first uh, scoreless appearance of the year and increasing in strikeouts. He got one more strikeout than he did against Seattle, uh, cut the hits down to the lowest hit total as well from five and six hits against Seattle and Washington down to three. The big blemish and the big issue and the big holdup, I think, still with Ryan Feltner is he's losing too many batters late in counts. The, you know, only three walks for Feltner, but still three too many when you look at the fact that uh, you heard this on the broadcast last night of Feltner getting ahead early and then walking people. I do not think it's a, a good approach. I don't think nibbling too much when you have an 0-2 count and then walking people is, I think you're being a little too picky with the pitch selection. If you get, if you can get ahead 0-2, and then you know, if you have to, you burn a couple pitches, you go off speed, you throw something out of the zone, you try to get chased. Sure, but go back to challenging the pitch, the batter, and go back to, uh, uh, and go back to the the thing that got you ahead in the count. Dominate the count. Don't give the the batters the opportunity to get back in there because that goes into uh, you know, big hits later on. Uh, the more pitches you allow batters to see, the more reads they're going to get on you and the more likely that you're going to get lit up. I think that's one of the big problems and one of the big issues when you look at Feltner, especially this year. In five innings in against Washington, three earned runs, three walks on six hits. I mean, that means the walks are going to burn you when you're in the game for only three innings. And then especially in Seattle, there are five earned runs and you have three walks in three, point, uh, you know, three and two thirds innings pitched. That's an issue, but if you can do what you did tonight or last night and get yourself in and and take advantage of of the strikeout a little bit more with six strikeouts for Ryan Feltner, he had five against there, that's going to help you, but Ryan Feltner can't continue to lose his way. He's got to be able to handle the third time through the rotation. If you really want to have full confidence in him and his starter, I want to see Ryan Feltner get through six not five. I want to see Ryan Feltner get through six of, of, of good ball of, of, of that's why when I look at a a performance last night, I'm encouraged. I like that. And again, Ryan Feltner being a younger pitching option for the Rockies, I think they should continue to, you know, use him and continue to allow him to start baseball games. But the things we need to reevaluate or the things we have to think about when we're considering Ryan Feltner is the fact of him getting himself in trouble and not dominating and, and, and ending the count. I don't, I, I think, it, you know, the, the, the getting cute and getting around the zone is, is effective, but, but sometimes if you're dealing and you feel confident in your stuff, go after the batter. Don't, don't allow yourself to get back down and counts and don't allow the your, yourself to get in a situation where you're giving teams extra opportunities. Because like we said, in that Mariners game, it got out of hand because I've, all the hits he gave up in those three innings always had a walk associated with it that's going to do more damage and now nowadays walks are double dangerous because if you walk a team that's willing to to to, to move on the bases, they, walks can turn to doubles real quick and, and and a guy can go from it can be a two out nobody on situation to a two out runner on second situation real fast as we've seen happen to the rockies so uh, yes there is uh i'm i'm encouraged by ryan feltner i'm not going to get overtly excited and 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 be and, and think that uh you know we can expect last night to be the norm of feltner yet but i hope that's the norm I mean, it's, shutouts aren't always going to happen, but if he can eliminate, if he can cut down on the walks a little bit and keep the hits down while striking out a lot, that's a recipe for success for any pitcher, and it's great to see that Feltner was able to do that. I, I, I'm encouraged by... Uh, You know, the Feltner's first star was man, and then the the Seattle one, big misstep. This is a big improvement for him. And then the Rockies were able to turn to the bullpen last night with, I think, the most exciting Rocky on the roster right now. Let's talk about that. Let's dive into the live chat here as well. If you have your Rockies comments and uh, questions, why don't you drop them in the Locked on Rockies live chat. Be part of the show. Subscribe to Locked on Rockies so you can know when we go live. We will do that here coming up in segment number two but before we do that want to tell you about our friends at game time game time is your title sponsor of the episode today and i know folks it's the weekend maybe you wanted to do something and you kind of let it slip on getting tickets it happens it definitely happens folks we've all been there game time is going to help you out because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music comedy and theater near you they also got last minute deals on tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have like I said flash deals and last minute tickets so you can see on getting the best deals for maybe the Rockies or maybe some playoff action in Denver there you can even check out images of your seats so you know where you're gonna be when you pick up the tickets forget planning months in advance game time has tickets uh on uh, with deals on tickets right up to the day of the event so snag tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Locked on Rockies podcast. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Want to shout out all our everyday listeners out there. If you're an everyday listener, why don't you put your name in the comments, live chat, let us know where you're tuning in from here. And uh, we are always free and streaming on your favorite streaming service and on the Locked on Rockies podcast uh, on YouTube. I'm going to talk more about Rockies pitching. I'm going to talk about the bullpen, my most exciting Rocky of the moment but before we do that, I want to dive into the live chat. Nicholas Delvo says, it's about time they do something yesterday. I agree. It was about time. It was due. It was nice to see a good, solid win for the Rockies there to break the streak. It, it wasn't a hard, scrappy, fought thing. It wasn't down to the last pitch. The Rockies, other than striking out a ton, is uh, it was able to, uh, to to put together a nice, good, solid road win. I mean, that that. That was a good win on the road yesterday. Something that is a rarity for the Rockies. Linda Clark, a name that I don't usually recognize. Hi, Linda. Welcome into the show. Thank you so much for joining us here. And Emmanuel Montoya, another name. A couple of new, uh, I think some new names, new chatters here in the chat today. Saw Raina in the bullpen last night. This seems like the move when Senza gets back. I think so too. Um, but I also like Gomber out of the pen too. So I'm wondering if the Rockies are going to ever consider uh Lambert coming up as well once he's a little more rehabbed and not on uh, as much of a pitch clock or count for for that maybe if the Rockies go young or er, younger in the rotation and uh, bring Irania and Gomber into the bullpen. But is there necessarily room for Arania and Gomber in the bullpen? Uh, there might not. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 the Rockies got to take a look at what Peter Lambert's off, uh, able to do in a starting role as well. Um, and those two pitchers are certainly going to be impacted by that and certainly going to be impacted by the return of Antonio Senzatella, which is still projected to happen next month. Michael Disney in the live chat says, let's hope the rocks can get hot for two weeks and turn the season around while there's still a chance. Follows that up with hope the biggest curse of being a rocks fan. It will be difficult for the Rockies to do so, but, uh, Winning their first series of the year would be a great start. And uh, the Rockies have a chance to put themselves in a good position to do that if they are able to uh, take down the Phillies yet again, but full weekend series against the Phils. But going to be tough for the Rockies uh, to get back on track, uh, heading to the Guardians after this, the Diamondbacks and Brewers in town before the Rockies head on the road to the Mets and the Pirates before the uh, probably the the biggest reprieve of the stretch of, of a stretch for the Rockies uh, a home series against Philly and Cincinnati in mid May. But uh, the the Rockies schedule does not have a lot of back to back opportunities really for 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 the Rockies to play. Uh, struggling teams. Uh, There are teams that uh, have a great history against the Rockies and uh, better rosters than than the Rockies that they are matching up with, uh, certainly here in the interim future. But the Rockies got to take care of business against Philly first. And to do so, uh, it is going to be – you're right, Lux Ace. It is going to be hoping for a win tonight. It's it's certainly possible. They did it last night. Why can't they do it again? Um, My most exciting Rocky – Justin Lawrence is probably the most fun Rocky to watch right now I really do think that I mean it there are uh uh multiple players that can kind of do this so, you know you could look to the the hot you know Chris Bryant swinging the bat well uh and, and some others but Man, we've talked about this before. Justin Lawrence is a great option for the Rockies and someone that brings a lot of personality to a bullpen that desperately needed it. And someone who I, I hope is going to be contributing to the Rockies for a bit. This seems like a guy the Rockies, I don't know how much the, you know, they might. Not hold on to you know it, how it ha- happens with with players like these, but back to back scoreless appearances uh, for Justin Lawrence against Seattle and Philly uh, does do the walk yesterday, but uh, you know goes a little bit longer two in uh, two innings, a little two innings and some change uh, for Lawrence getting the four strikeouts. Man, that's and it is awesome when you get to see a pitcher get on pitching ninja multiple times. That's we we we've talked about it before but why he's so exciting to watch is is just the presence out of the bullpen and his ability to do things. Uh, he's he is he is a pitcher that you look at and you just wonder how on earth are you able to even hit or come close to reading that pitch? I mean, the arm angle, the everything and on top of what you see from uh, you know, the social media stuff and, and interviews and things of that nature, what a, he seems just like a great teammate and a, and a great guy to be around and exactly what the bullpen needed the bullpen full of kind of some veterans and and you know a lot of things where you know there was only the closer or something the rockies if daniel bard is able to get back to his form and uh last year's form that's a pretty darn good eight and ninth inning one two punch there for the rockies to turn to two people that and you can also in situations flip them You know, I think you can you can use Daniel Bard maybe more in the seventh or eighth, and turn to Lawrence in something like the ninth. If you're you know, depending on matchups, depending on handedness of of batters or tendencies of the team that you're playing, I think that might open the door up a little bit more, and that might be a good thing for Daniel Bard. I'm I'm curious with Daniel Bard's anxiety, is it better to take him out of the closer role and let him pitch where there's a little more time in the game and a little bit more for the time for the Rockies to potentially come back or is that part of what Bard definitely need to, uh, is, is that part of what he needs as a ball player or, or his expectation still is to be the closer? I, I don't necessarily want to sit here and I don't think we should rule out it being a bad idea if Daniel Bard can give the Rockies two solid performances in the seventh and eighth and Justin Lawrence can shut it down in the ninth. I don't think that sounds like a too out out there answer, especially when, some of the Rockies acquisitions and some of the options in the bullpen have been shaky at bets at best. This gives you a little bit more depth. This gives you potential, you know, I don't, I don't know how much Bard has, how many two inning performances Bard really has done uh, of late. And maybe that's not what you, what you want to do. But I think if both of them are pitching at a solid level, that gives you an interesting little mix up of what you can do with your relief and uh, uh your, your setup and your uh, closing, especially. Uh, then giving you options more for your long relief and, and things of that nature, especially if you're going to have to move one of the starters into there as well. You know, I'm I'm not gonna it, the Rockies going. You know, Marquez, Suter, Lawrence slash Bard to the other one. I mean, that's in on this roster, that's that's a that's a recipe for for strong pitching for the Rockies. It should be. It, you know, it might not be great. It might not be elite, but that's the type of, you know, the game flow that that you're kind of hoping for. And by what we've seen in the potential of these players and what what we know that they're capable of, that's the kind of line of pitchers that should help the Rockies win ballgames like they did last night. I mean, the Rockies won with timely hitting and solid pitching last night. I mean, that's it, it, what we saw last night. Was just a back to fundamental baseball for the Rockies. I, I don't think we can em- overemphasize that enough. A couple of innings with crooked numbers, an insurance run in the top of the ninth, and the ability to get out of jams. Of course, you want to see this Rockies team strike out less. Uh, this, they 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 certainly need to be uh, better at at that at the dish in terms of striking out. But the Rockies did. Go back to what we know that they can do, and and, and I think that's going to help help the funk, I and, and help a little bit. Still, lots of concerns, but it was good to see the Rockies get back into a groove where and not so lost and dejected out on the field, and and that comes from the pitching. That is a big, big part of that for the Rockies to not to for the Rockies to be up by two runs in the first. Instead of down two runs in the first, like has been the norm over the over that eight game losing streak and and parts of this season so far, that makes a world of difference. And uh, Lux A says Crone is goaded. C.J. Crone is really good at hitting home runs. C.J. Crone also is really good at striking out. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it is the it is that, but. Krohn's still uh showing what he's capable of certainly uh with with being the Rockies best offensive threat uh in the game yesterday Elias Diaz continues to to, to swing a bat pretty well um but uh yeah so you know I, I I think the big headlines and the big things to take away from the uh from the game last night feltner shows us a, a, a nice solid start still hoping for a little bit more but Encouraged by that, especially when you're looking at start number three being an improvement and not a continue down the worrisome trend. It was a the Feltner took a step forward last night instead of instead of taking a step back, which he did in Seattle. He's he's again he so he took that adversity, got back into his start, goes out and helps the Rockies pitch a shutout on the road. I think the Rockies have a really exciting piece. Out of the bullpen and Justin Lawrence, and with the return of Daniel Bard, those two are going to make a nice little combo, hopefully, for the Rockies bullpen and give them a little bit more depth there, and especially a little bit more unhittable depth. I know Daniel Bard can can get dinged up a little bit, and, and Lawrence, uh, I got one was uh, plunked in the sinks. I, I think the only two runs that Lawrence has given up this year was a was a two run shot, if I recall correctly. But the possibilities are there. Still, the hole to dig out is is very deep, and the schedule does not allow for uh, for 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 much re- relief for the Rockies coming up soon. But hey, a win tonight is a win closer, not only to 500 but getting the first series win of the year. Let's take a look at tonight's matchup and get ready for the weekend here as we look ahead for the Rockies. We'll also take a uh, brief moment to talk about an important pitcher. Again, for the Colorado Rockies. A lot of pitching talk today because even though the Rockies scored five runs, pitching still seemed to be the big topic of discussion. Let's get to that coming up here in segment number three. But before we do that, got to tell you about Ultimate Baseball. GM folks, if you aren't running your own team yet, then what are you doing? You're missing out on Being the one to call the shots, making the right calls, hiring the coaches, drafting and scouting players, it's all on you. It's what you have wanted to do and how you have thought, man, I can fix this team. Well, Pro Baseball GM is going to allow you to do just that. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go where you want to, when you want. Locked On Rockies listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the Game Store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code right here on the screen. On the You, you can see on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. And uh, it's available on the App Store. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. This is the Locked on Rockies podcast. Free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Thank you to the everyday listeners out there. Shout-outs to you all. We got a great live chat today as well. Be part of it by subscribing to the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. Lux a says, I really hope Montero and Zeke can perform a little better during the season. I definitely think Tovar is better disciplined than Montero. I mean, I Tovar looks more lost at the plate than Montero does, but I, I think that the those two players still have plenty of upside, and uh, I am not going to be too worried yet as uh, in the early parts. I do want Montero to be playing and getting as much playing time as possible, and the Ryan McMahon move back to third is going to complicate that... Uh, uh, i don't i lux i don't know what what at bats you're you're watching for for ezekiel tovar uh that i'm not but uh that dude is striking out like a uh, uh, uh a son of a gun <laughs> the the uh currently batting 180 242 488 obs uh, ops uh three strikeouts in his last game nine strikeouts uh, in his last seven 15 strikeouts in his last 15. he's uh, striking out a uh, uh, once a game so I, again young guy rookie so so uh, it's it's a bummer but he's in the bottom of the lineup Tovar's offense wasn't the main focus right now uh, i mean it is now to in, in terms of improving but i am just confident i'm confident in in him seeing more major league pitching and being a better second-half hitter of the year than uh, than than first. And uh, it's a good question, Nicholas Delvo. What is going on with Tolia uh, playing in the minors, man? I mean, the, the Rockies didn't want to block young players, but they are certainly blocking them um, with, with some of the veterans they have and, and with Mike is playing as much as he is. is it, Moose has, hasn't been necessarily a bad option for the Rockies and, and hasn't been uh, terrible, but again, Every time Mike Mustakas plays is a is an opportunity that Michael Tolia could have played. Uh, it's an opportunity that uh, Montero might have been able to get in the game, and same with CJ Crone. So it, it's again, it's the the longer you commit to those players and and you stick with these veterans and, on a on a losing team, you're just taking away from them. I mean, a, a, again, can can Crone still swing it and can can Moose still swing it? Sure, in 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 spurts maybe, but their presence is blocking your young guys and it's blocking the guys that we really need to see. Uh, and, and, and it's not necessarily helping the Rockies win games early on. Uh, Let's take a quick look at today's game and uh, see what the Rockies are facing as they get ready to take on the eight and twelve Philadelphia Phillies. And that's a funny thing that uh, from the Good Fight, Mike Mustakis is a Rocky. I think that is a, a lot of people are are going to be saying uh, the same thing. There, uh, they are. Uh, let's see. The starter is going to be, uh, I believe, Austin Nola is that the starter i believe it is tonight uh for the phillies that means the rockies uh again this is a phillies team that I, I, you don't sleep on too much because they they are fully capable of a, of a big offensive performance you know and that's something they don't have Bryce Harper at the moment but it, it is certainly some you know that this is still a team That has plenty of people uh, capable of swinging the bat well. I still think the Rockies made a mistake by not getting uh, 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 Kyle Schwarber. But anyway, Rockies are going to see Noah Davis take the bump again here. So back-to-back young guy starts. That's another thing to watch there for the Rockies. How much are the the, the Rockies going to uh, get from their young guys today? Noah Davis did look good in Seattle. Can he do it again? against the Phillies Aaron Nola this year one and two 5.91 ERA 1.45 whip in 21 innings he's given up 25 hits 19 strikeouts uh in 6 walks and only 2 home runs so far this year. So, the Rockies are going to need to uh you know they're going to have to take advantage. That, that's that's a high ERA, but not a lot of home runs, 19 strikeouts, so definitely has that strikeout potential and not giving up a ton of walks there. Noah Davis gave up half of the amount of no uh, walks that Aaron Nola has given up this year in just the one start alone. So the Rockies are going to have to be selective, and uh, and and pitch and and get those pitches because this is a pitcher that is going to go after you. Is going to be someone that's going to come and try to strike you out. And as we've seen, the Rockies are definitely capable of striking out. Fifteen strikeouts for the Rockies last night. If you're not, thanks to the the the, the big fly from CJ Crone putting you ahead early. That's the thing that kind of keeps you a little bit more in the game. The Rockies are going to have to score early and go out there and get after Nola a little bit early. Those numbers might be a little misleading, especially the ERA, because you look at those uh, that that strikeout to to walk total. There is very promising that 19 strikeouts to only six walks. And again, only two big flies given up on the season. So. Rockies going with their their traditional lineup, I believe uh, here with with Profar, Bryant, Blackman, Crone, McMahon, Diaz. Uh, I is Castro in? This is from ESPN. I'm 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 on ESPN right now. I don't know if this is actually it might still be in there, but this they have Castro playing second, Daza Trejo at shortstop, so no Montero or Tovar in the lineup, at least according to ESPN. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't checked it out with everyone else. Uh, first pitch is pretty close though, so I bet you that is. Uh, going to be basically what the lineup is today. So Rockies can got to be avoiding the strikeouts, got to get on base, and they got to cash in tonight if they want to score, uh, you know, back-to-back wins, which is something the Rockies got to do. If you want to get out of the hole, you got to string wins together. So, folks, this has been the Locked on Rockies podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Back in action next week, Monday through Friday, right here on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. Subscribe, be part of the show. We are on the way to 500 YouTube subscribers. If we hit that number, we will do our first ever Locked on Rockies giveaway. So help us reach our goal. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Lux Ace, Nicholas Delvo, Michael Disney, Linda Clark, Emmanuel Montoya, and everyone else who tuned in live. Folks, you can find us free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Have a wonderful weekend that's hopefully full of Rockies wins. Folks, we'll see you on Monday. Catch you on the flippity flip.